The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Hi and welcome to what I believe is episode 59 of a Mike White's podcast. We've only had a month off, you'd think, I'd have looked that up. Uh, we've been away for a while, various things, work, KC, try to get back in the country, all of those stuff. But it does mean that in front of me is the glory, well, former glory, that is KC. <laughs> How are you doing, mate? I'm good, and uh, thanks to Dom at the Medicine Room Studio for putting up a screen all the way around me so I can do this and feel like I'm in Portland where I'm not actually looking at you. Well, most things tend to be better if they're not looking at me. <laughs> I believe the phrase is uh, facing the pillow, go like the clappers. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's absolutely no point as going for all the games we've missed because it's loads. Yeah, we won the centenary game. Yay. Yeah. Anyway, did we cover the centenary game? We previewed it. Oh, uh, basically, I think since, that we, since we were there, we've gone win, which was centenary. Two draws, which was, what, Sheffield Wednesday and... Another game. And another game, which I'll come <laughs> back to. And then, we've, and then we've won his last four. Yeah, been on a good Which run. is, what, Q, QPR, Blackburn, L- Luton, Reading. Yeah. Uh, we will bother with the last two. Fresh in the memory. Uh, yeah, so a 2-1 win away at Luton. Yeah, I went to, I went to watch the beam back at Ellen Road, and it was incredibly unimpressive, the, what they put on. So I was like, I went with with my mum, my niece, and we were in the Eddie Gray, Eddie Gray suite, and there was three TVs, and we didn't really have sound for them, but they just left the tables as they would be used in any of the regular on on a match day. So you had all these high tables right in front of the main TV. Ah, so, that, that doesn't seem all that sensible. Yeah, it wasn't well planned. Yeah. I had a great view because I managed to get a stream of it in the office. It was about three minutes behind, but I saw it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, oh, it was good. It was good to be amongst Leeds fans, and it, you know, it was good to see the popularity as well. Speaking to someone there as well, the reason it wasn't in the pavilion was it was already booked for an event, so that's why it was kind of spread across Billy's Bar and a number of the different suites as well. Yeah, well, it's a good sign that there's appetite in it for people to go. Uh, one nil up, Bamford. Good finish at the near post. Uh, I mean, the main topic of conversation from that was: was it a foul on Izzy Brown? No, no. I'm glad we dealt with that. Yeah. Uh, although uh, the Luton commentators certainly did the best to convince you. No, it, and it was it was fantastic to hear them. Yeah, because you'll have just LUTV in there, won't you? I'm assuming. Yeah, and you still didn't really hear the commentary that well. Mm. Um, but yeah, hearing hearing the Luton commentary after the fact was was impressive at just how annoyed they were with everything. Yeah, uh, I, it was a de- it was a deserved lead at that point. But then for fifteen minutes, they really got on top. Yeah, and we've had it a couple of times now this season where we've we've scored and and kind of dropped off a bit. And what did it take them till? to score after we scored was it four minutes it wasn't long I mean they, they scored and put a load of pressure on and then had one disallowed and of course Izzy Brown got the assist as well because yeah. of course he was involved in the goal he's been involved a lot from this season like his 
He's at, what is he, five or six assists now? This yeah, season, and he got off the mark with goals uh, Tuesday oh. night. Yeah. Um, which is apparently got Marcelo Bielsa co- questioning his coaching methods now. Yeah, I think he's there going, oh, well, we couldn't get this out of him. But, yeah, he's probably fit now. Yeah, he's, you know, he had a decent run in the under-23s for us and then, yeah, has gone back out and he's gone straight into a team that he's yeah. actually going to play in. He'll have had a pre-season for the first time in three years or something. Yeah. Because uh, no, none of us were ever doubting that he had some ability. We did, you saw that when he played in 23s. It was just... His running stats, even this season, apparently his running stats are very low. Mm. So he's just not going to suit a Bielsa side. Also, there's that free kick against Derby in the playoff semi-final. Yeah. I say it every time. I was convinced that was going to go in. <laughs> I would just sat there going... I'm sure, I'm sure the people at Amazon and... Uh, was it the City Talking who put yeah. the documentaries together? I thought they th- I think they thought the same thing I as honest, he stepped up I to think that. that they're the ones that made him take it. <laughs> Literally, there was, I think there was someone at the back of the cop with a giant sign that said, hashtag narrative. <laughs> and that was it but no uh, so they equalise James Collins from an easy brown cross they get on top we bring Cooper on for Berardi shore it up a bit and all of a sudden we're back on the ball and we're back in very much in charge of the game so in, in both of these games we essentially saw the the three three one three. Mm. what did you make of that over the the two games so far we're not setting it but we're better in it than we were last year hmm there are times when it really works. I mean, we'll, we're on about formations. The back end of the Reading game was like, I think Phil here, event, I think it was on Twitter that Phil Hay eventually described it as best he could make out was a 3 1 5 1. <laughs> but like, that formation was properly all over the place. But no, we, we went for it. And it was, I mean, it, as much as I did want it to go to Bamford, I do think it was an own goal. But it was a good little move to get him behind outright. Good pullback. Yeah. Um, and Bamford being in the six-yard box where you'd want him to be for that. Yeah, trying to make, like you say, making that run into the near post, trying to cut mm. across the defender for who, you know, if nothing else, he's forced the defender into putting it in his own net. Yeah. Um, a rare appearance for Jack Clark as well. Yeah, it was his first league minutes of the season, I think, wasn't it? He's actually alive. Um, which I was quite, I was quite pleased to see him. I, I dare say... Even if it's... Well, I don't think it's to be part of the Spurs first team, but I dare say he's off in January. I still think he will be, but um, Bielsa might be playing him because he doesn't want to send a young player to work under Mourinho. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think Jack Clark will meet Mourinho, to be honest. <laughs> I, I feel like he'll go back to Tottenham and the, the loan manager will go, yeah. oh, you're off to Forest now. Yeah, oh, he'll okay. go back January 1st and be straight back out. <laughs> Could I not have just stopped at Nottingham on the way? No. Um... But no, it was a it was a massive three points to get this. This and the Reading game, it looked like two points, and we've come out with six. Yeah, it's, it's very much like Liverpool have been this season. To you know, we've popped. That's up very high players. I don't. I, know, I wouldn't right? say we're that good. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying our our football has been like <laughs> Liverpool's, but you know, a couple of a couple of late goals to steal points is it's never a bad thing. And I know, kind of footballs will kind of cliche talk about, oh, you know, we've, we've, we're we're very fit sides. So it means we can go the whole time. And, but you look at the, you know, you look at the effort levels that go in, in the 93rd, 94th minute. And, you know, th- there is something to be said about having a team that is supremely fit. Yeah. That is the, 
the big thing that we really have. And obviously showed it again at Reading. The Reading game, like the Luton game, 2-1 looked a pretty fair result to me. We were on top for most of it, but that 15 minutes where they really got on top, they probably deserved a goal. Mm. This one, we were still the better team. Of the two, if one was going to win, it was us. But I thought it had nil-nil written all over it all game. Yeah, there, there weren't too many times either keeper was tested. I think the, probably the biggest threat from them was Ajaria. I think he yeah, had, he he was their best player by a mile. His footwork was fantastic, and it sounds like a good the the deal that Sky mentioned was in place. I didn't realise that regardless of whatever happens with Reading this season, they've got him for three and a half million, which sounds like a yeah, decent signing cheap, as well. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, his, his footwork was his footwork was nice, and he caused a few problems. Um. Maite for them had a couple of touches up front but yeah, that header at the end at first half from corner that was a big chance because mm. he did well to hold that actually but yeah you know the other I didn't think Bamford received a whole lot of service to be honest no it was very isolated in the first half it was Leeds just couldn't get the passing going no and I think one of the things with this with this back three especially when you've got Cooper there is that Ailing still managed to get forward but you don't have that on the left-hand side. and It's one of the things playing Luton and Reading that, for me, I would like to see us stick with our formation. Yeah. You know, it's, it's teams at the bottom end of the league. But, and I don't know if it's more because of injuries. It's or, just because they've got two up front. That's all it is. Um, like they have Puskas and Mate, and that's that. Three it back by the, it is. By the way, Reading having Puskas and Pele in the team. Yeah. And we still beat them 1-0. <laughs> Yeah, uh, obviously they had one really good chance, that Morrison chance, that he hit over bar when it fell to him in the box. Even though it's centre-back, he should score that, really. Yeah, it's all because he... I think Phillips has already slid in and, and he won the first tackle and I think Morrison's looking at him almost and almost just thinking, I've got to get it over him. Yeah. And I think he just gets really under the ball and, and scoops it over. Yeah. But we're thinking that it was really low on quality this game. Like, all game... Until our goal, which was great. And it all starts with Jack Harrison getting the ball about level with the edge of the six-yard box. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that John Swift free kick, bouncing front of Casilla, it's a decent save, pushes it wide. Dallas blocks their cross, and suddenly, the way they sprung, well, it's Harrison to Dallas. Dallas's crossfield ball for Alioski was really good. Mm. Plays in Costa downright, crossed at far post, takes a little nick and Harrison coming in at the far post. The thing with him is, he's sprinted 80, 85 yards to get on the end of that. But yeah. when you watch it back, he's slowed down and he's jogging in to time his run at the end. So it's not just a lung-busting I'm run. getting there as fast as yeah. I can. He sets off, sprints like hell, and then slows down to make sure the timing of his run's right. So it's also a very clever run. Yeah, it was, a, it was so impressive just again to watch because, like you say, the vast... Once he's... once. Harrison's touched that ball and we start moving upfield for him it is just a full length of the pitch run for him until he touches it again yeah. and by that point he's what four or five yards out yeah it was a it's another massive goal to claim three points the other the other thing that I thought with that game was I thought I mean not so much Shackleton because he came on with 30 seconds left you can't really do anything with that but the subs Costa and Alioski I thought mm. both had really good games. It's good to like, see. I think, I think I had them sort of third and fourth in my player ratings, but those two, they, they both did a really good job. I was glad to see 
cost of getting an assist as well because obviously I think we're we're all away. He's not had the best of starts so far, so it's it's nice to see him get something of note. Yeah, and he'll probably be in the team on Saturday because Tyler Roberts is out, so Hernandez will move to ten. Yeah, that's that was kind of my thinking as well. Yeah. I did see again one of the kind of clickbaity articles as uh, Will Bogut start for for Roberts. And you're like, I'd love that, but no. I was like, <laughs> I was like no. He'll he'll probably get onto the bench. Bielsa doesn't do these impulsive things. Like, no, we'll throw in one of the kids instead. Like, no. But um, yeah, like you say, big big six points out of these two games two late winners and yeah it's kept us in a very nice position yeah second in the league five points clear of Fulham just behind West Brom yeah I'll take it Still. yeah you just snapped the hand off for that by the way uh, just as an aside Leeds to be promoted is the worst bet in the world right now for some bookies we're 10 on yeah we're not 1 to 10 <laughs> like <laughs> n- no one is I think that's the thing. We're still, we're still better off than we were this time last season. Even though I think that it's changed for us this season as much as a lot of teams are kind of sussed that just putting a lot of numbers behind, you know, or in front of us, sorry, getting nine or ten, kind of almost camped out on the edge of the 18-yard box to 25 yards out. We struggled to break it down a bit, but... We like found a way. Still, yeah, we've, we've still... Like you say, we're still doing better than we were last season. So it's it's that strange thing of we're not playing as nice a football as we were last season, but it's somehow more effective. It's definitely more effective because we're defensively better. Yeah, like without a doubt. I mean, we're unbelievable record defensively at the minute. And there's been times, especially in this run of games, and and while we've been away, that Bielsa has actually made defensive changes to the team. Where last season, I don't think he'd look to do that. Right, uh, there will have obviously been loads and loads of news, but there's no point going through it. It's Stuff has happened. Only things really to go into. Uh, Matthias Click's got a new four and a half year contract. Good. Yeah, which does that take him up to being like 33, 34? I think it was 32 or 33. Yeah. That's it, it's tying him down, which is fair enough. Ooh. Woof. He's a handsome man with glasses on. He's a handsome man, full stop, mate. Oh, the glasses add something for me, I'm just saying. I'll leave that. <laughs> <laughs> I did have one, but it's not right. Uh, no, I'm, I'm glad to see him ty- keep... <laughs> You've ruined a word now. I'm you glad said you were going to leave tied- all, so- I'm glad to see him tied down. <laughs> Bloody hell. No, um, We've got to I find a new way to, to see discuss contracts. Ex- I am glad to see that he will be staying with the club. Yeah, I mean, sorry. That really tickle me. Yeah, I'm glad to see he's, he's uh, sticking It's easily around. done when you're tied down. <laughs> That's one one. <laughs> sorry, yeah, like you said, we've got to come think of a completely different way now to discuss contracts. Yeah. Um, I do try. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's good to see that he'll be he'll be staying around for a bit longer. He's he's clearly very highly thought of by Bielsa because he plays nigh on every minute. Yeah, so he has subbed him off a few times, but he's still starting every game. Yeah, uh, you know it's 
for him, it, I think his place is pretty secure. I know ideally Phillips is always going to be the holding midfielder. For the most part, with Click, it's probably going to come down to him and Forshaw. But I think I think Click edges it. Yeah, because Bielsa seems to prefer that if Forshaw is back, that he just moves Click into the more attacking role. Mm. It'll be interesting to see now that now that Hernandez is back whether that that's something that will happen. Yeah, that's the only way that it could possibly end up on the bench is if Forshaw eventually gets fit from whatever disease is rotting him from the inside <laughs> at the moment. Uh, that's the only person who I think could... Dis- if he came off the bench a couple of times and played really well. Robbie Gartz. Uh, he's actually... I mean, I've watched him play for 23 and I still don't think he's real. <laughs> Figment of Marcelo Bielsa's imagination just keeps naming you on the bench. Yeah, it's just so he can get away with not naming Jack Clark. He just goes, "Now nah, I've got to put Robbie on." There was a child called Robbie Gotts here, but we we released him seven years ago. <laughs> Stars, <laughs> we're going to say starring Joey Tribbiani, uh, and not Matt LeBlanc, Joey Tribbiani. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, and the other contract, uh, Pablo. Again, this was what they announced. This they didn't announce this as a new contract. They said two-year extension. Yeah. So in theory, he's on the same terms. Yeah, I'd imagine so. I mean, there's there's not many players at thirty-four, thirty-five. They're getting going to get a pay rise. Um, no, it's like I think they were saying on. A square ball at one point, and they are right, but it might not mean that he's here for two years, it's more the amount of money. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Bielsa seems to think he can, he'll have something to offer if we make it to the Premier League. And if you've got a fast enough team around him, I, there's the possibility it would work. Yeah, because uh, he's slightly quicker than you'd think at the minute, but he's not quick. But the way he plays doesn't really need to be. He's, he's, the, he's the championship's Teddy Sheringham. Yeah. He's a yard ahead of everyone. He, he's got a thousand yard stare, I know that. <laughs> the stare of the death. Um, but yeah, again, good to see us have some faith in Because he, he, he is, even at this stage of his career, he's a very big part of this team. Uh, and he and he has been missed in this in this time that he's been away. It'll be, and it'll be good once we get him back up to speed. Yeah, it's still the case that when he doesn't play well, it really shows up. Yeah, there was if, a... I think we are slight. We are now less reliant in reliant on him than we were last season. But he's still very important. Yeah, and, and it, I know it, it'll be interesting to see how long Tyler Roberts is out for now. Hopefully, it's not too long, but. Yeah, you worry when it's Roberts because it looked like—I mean, he looked like he wanted to try and carry on, which normally you'd think with a hamstring it can't be a bad one. Yeah, but the problem is we've seen with Roberts before that it could be one where they're expecting it to be two weeks and then it ends up eight. Yeah, uh, which I is, really hope not because he's a good player, is Roberts. It's frustrating because he came in and all of a sudden we we started playing down the middle again, you know, and and, and, and that's been Click's limitation is. He's not a number ten. He he's an advanced midfielder, but he he plays better running on to that as as opposed to kind of pressing high early on. Yeah, I mean, we've well we've been saying it ever since he got into the team. He's a better eight than a ten. Yeah, 
there is one other contract that we'll talk about. Normally, this wouldn't make the cut when we're catching up on a month and a half of news, but it happened about two hours ago. Uh, Under-23s midfielder Jack Jenkins has signed a new deal to 2023. Good. Uh, what I've seen of him, he looks he looks pretty good player. Young, he's he could do with grow he could do with growing a few inches and filling out a bit. Uh, but most of the time's been good. He, I mean, he was he played in the holding role in the Phillips role in that seven-one demolition by Derby in twenty three when half of them were on international duty, and he did have a horrendous he game. Wasn't, he wasn't controlling the game, but though. like everyone did. There was only, I mean, I think Nile was. I can't remember if it was Niall Huggins or Theo Hudson came off the bench, and Josh Galloway came off the bench and scored. They were by far leads as men of the match. Mm. Uh, like it was a team full of twos and threes that day. But other than that, he's always looked all right. And I, think, I can't remember who they played now because, but I did watch them. The twenty threes have won the last couple of games as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, they've kind of got back to it with that that game against Derby. It's like you say, it was that was during the international breaks. So they've also got McCalmont was away. Clark still going away with yeah. the, was the no 19s. Ma- and no McCalmont, no Clark. There was no Bogarts. There was no Meslier. There wasn't anyone recover like any players that were recovering from injury, kind no. of included in that team either. And Derby's twenty threes are in the UEFA Youth League. Well, they under nineteens are in the Youth League. Like they won everything last year. And they had like four senior players. <laughs> it was one like one of them should have been sacked. Yeah, it was like it was one of those things that they, they had a really strong team out and played really well, and we had quite a weak team out and they all played really badly. <laughs> it was like perfect storm. Yeah, like genuine of our starters, we conceded seven goals, and I think Miazek was his best player. And he he screwed up on one of the goals, but they legitimately. I bet he made twelve saves mm. and five good ones. Like, if, had it been ten or eleven, had it been double figures, it would have been perfectly fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's with as I say because we've skipped out on a lot of the news because there's no point, and we don't have any notes. I haven't gone back through the last six weeks to write down everything that's happened. Uh, and we've only we've only got one game to preview because we'll get we'll come back in next week and do because there's two games the week after, so best off doing it then. Uh, but we are going to jump on the massive Twitter bandwagon at the moment that is as teams of the decade. Yeah. And uh, worst team of the decade as well. Yeah, because which we're genuinely fans, I we're found pessimistic by nature. I, I found much, much harder. <laughs> like way harder. Uh, let's have a look at these teams then. So I Do you want to do best first or worst first? Let's go. I think everyone's done best, so we should do best first. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, as we get our phones. Yeah, Jack, Jack lost the notepad app in his phone. Yeah, I have no idea how that's happened. It's pre-installed. Yeah. You saw my uninstalled these apps already. Uh, some of you will have seen mine because I was on about it on Twitter last week or something. Yeah, Adam Clayton got in there. No, but I did. In his dreams. I did say that I wanted to. <laughs> uh, John McKenzie, like, Replied saying, Clayton? Really? <laughs> I had to point out, but you have to remember he was playing alongside Brown and Tong. He looked so much better in that team. And I mean, he was Clayton, he was good for us. Clayton at that age would have suited Bielsa. His passing was good, didn't give the ball away that much. Pretty now, well I, bet, I bet if I actually look back at the stats, he gave the ball away a shitload compared to what we do now. 
It's just that compared to everyone well, else. Clayton played a lot of those kind of chip, tr- attempted chipped balls into the into the eighteen yard box, mm. and especially under Warnock. Yeah. Uh, so, what formation did you go with for this one? Uh, well, because um, obviously in a team of the decade, Bielsa would be the manager. So I am four one four one. Sorry, just. I'm just trying to remember now because I didn't pick a, a, a manager for the worst team. Hockaday. There's a lot. Well, there's a lot to choose from. Yeah, but Hockaday. <laughs> they might all be like Heckingbottom. Heckingbottom annoyed me more, but he is objectively like at least he had some qualifications. <laughs> you know, he had managed in the league before. He hadn't just been sacked from the conference. I don't know because he did manage a team like he had no idea what he was doing. I like Dave Hockaday more. Than three, than three or four of the people, than three or four of the coaches we've had, because I don't blame him for taking the job. Mm. But he is objectively the worst one by a mile. So let's uh, let's start with goalkeeper then. By the way, one thing that I do want to ask: Are we considering longevity or just how good they were for Leeds? I just went with just how good they were, in my opinion. So I might change my keeper then. But yeah, you can go first. Uh. For me, it's been difficult because we've in this whole decade, we've not really had many goalkeepers that have spanned more than a season. So the, this keeper was only with us for one season, but I've gone for Casper Schmeichel in our first season back in the championship. Yeah, like he has got better since he left us, but I that is who I have down. As he currently types in a new name. No, it's not so much that. I'm just saying. It's, if it's just just standard of performance and we're not considering all else. I mean, because the, 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 there is the idea that you could say, well, they only played five games for us. There's, but. W- there's one that played six games that I'm genuinely tempted to say was his best performer. I, I am going to stick with Michael, but I nearly said Alex McCarthy. Yeah, Alex McCarthy was very good. For, that, for those six games, he was brilliant. Yeah. He, he was a very good goalkeeper. I think it's like... It's a tough one because I don't think there's a whole lot in it between... I think it's Schmeichel or Green for me. Yeah, I think those are the two. I, I, I don't think Paddy Kenny's too far off that. Cause it it I wasn't don't, bad. I don't, yeah, I don't ever remember any point when we were upset with Paddy Kenny. Just, well, he had a very poor team in front of him. There's a lot of people I'd consider in. And, and if, you, if you take out that player... I mean, I know he made other mistakes. <laughs> I know he made other mistakes, like the Ipswich one was really bad and stuff like that. But the dad the da one in the playoffs is the one that really does him. If yeah. he doesn't have that, because of the way we play and how well suited he is to it, mm. he, he might well be. It was, it was the four or five games as well in the run-up to that, that playoff yeah. game as well that he was a bit iffy. But, but no, I'll agree with you, Cashman Schmeichel. Lovely stuff. Uh, back four for you? Back four. Wonderful. Who is your right back? Luke Ayling. I have not gone with Luke Ayling. You're probably wrong then, but let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's hear it. I've gone with Sam Byram, who I... That's academy bias if ever I've heard it. Is that listen, as I said, I wish I could have filled this team with as many academy players as possible. And there's, a, there's an argument that I had, because... I really tried to get Tom Lees into this team, but, I, <laughs> but he was, at best, he was fifth in line at centre-back. Um, no, honestly, I, I know Byram kind of, he mostly played right-back, but as someone who kind of appeared out of nowhere and in a desperately dark team, 
very quickly became our best player. Um, I I still think the world of Sam Pyram, and I think he's been very unfortunate with injuries. But I think I think his time at Leeds, I I thought he was top class. Uh, it was it was good, but Byram Byram going forward, fine. But I don't think he was anywhere near defensively compared to Erling. And I don't think I don't I think Ailing's at least as good going forward and he's a mile better defensively and he's more versatile. So from it's gotta be Ailing for me. It's not to be honest, I don't think it's even close. Well that's your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> uh your left back. Uh Charlie Taylor. Yeah, going through this left back We haven't had loads. No. I know it's a bit controversial. Everything's kind of cooled down now. I've mm. kind of there's been a few seasons since he well, left. Well, it was Gary Monk as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's it's later emerged how much of a twat Gary Monk is. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's been quite a few loanees and and players filling in at left back. I mean, as we kind of were talking earlier, there's plenty of options for left back in worst team. Oh yeah, there's. But the, again, I, I think if I'd have pushed myself, I could have got six left backs in. Because <laughs> your next, probably your next best option after that would be Berardi. Yeah, Berardi's done solid job. I like who have we had at left back that was like good. The are the other one. The sentimental choice is of course Andy Hughes. Yeah, that's sentimental. sentimental. Well. <laughs> I suppose the other one would be Stephen Warnock. Yes, no, you're right. Actually, Stephen Warnock was pretty good. Uh, it's one of the only. De- it's probably one of the only good decisions Chilino ever made, when he said, "No, we're getting rid of the old guy on big wages, so we can play Charlie Taylor," and that actually did work. Yeah, uh, it was just, certainly. It was better, just the way he was dealt with. Yeah, it's certainly better decision making than the things he said this week. Yeah, mm. I do believe him that he was trying to make a joke. Don't make that joke into a microphone in front of a load of people and journalists. Yeah, a friend of the podcast, Mark Young, did text me about that. Yeah. It's not going, our problem. Did this actually happen? He's not our problem anymore. Went, yep. <laughs> uh, so let's go with... I'm going to go first this time with my first centre-back choice. Mm. And he is certainly emotionally one of my favourite players of the decade. Jason Pierce. <laughs> Fuck him. Uh, it's Pontus Janssen who I think was just such a big signing for us. And and I know I refer to it a lot when we talk about Janssen, and there was a lot of people that when when he left that started kind of belittling what he actually did for us. He was a very good central defender. And, especially, and still is. And especially that period when Cooper was out injured, when it was either Janssen and Phillips or Janssen and Halmer at central defence, that period over Christmas, he was immense. Yeah. If it's pure, if it's purely ability, I think Janssen probably should be in there, but he isn't in mine. He's on bench. He starts for me. The, well, my, I'll just say both. Mine is Liam Cooper and Ben White. <laughs> and I know Ben White's only on loan, and I know it's only November, but... I don't... We are definitely haven't seen a better centre-back at Leeds outside of Premier League. Yeah, but I'll, I'll say now my second, my other central defender is Ben White as well. Yeah, like, I, I just... Again, in terms of... I keep saying pure... it, when I grow up, I want to be Ben White. <laughs> and I know he's eight years younger than me, but I don't care. There's... The odd people you could kind of argue for in terms... If you're grading on a curve, 
would be like the impact of Paddy Kisnarbo mm. that season in League One up to his injury. But in fairness, when he got that injury, that was like what March of Yeah, he he basically missed a so quarter of the season. He only played about two months in his decade. Well, you, you kind of. I was doing it based off the season. Yeah. So the that I I went for the oh nine yeah. ten season. Um. So yeah, so they're fairly similar backfalls then. Yeah, I th- to be honest, I think his teams will probably end up quite similar. Yeah. Because for I think the best is. I think his worst will be fairly similar, but there's more options for that. Uh, but what formation did you play? I've gone four two three one. Right. Well, I'll do my holding mid. You do your double pivot, <laughs> or as it was on deck in bottom, your double stationary. Don't you dare fucking move. <laughs> uh, obviously, it's Calvin Phillips. <laughs> yeah. No. No argument here. Cal- it's just who you've got alongside him. Yeah, I've got Calvin Phillips, and I also went with Lewis Cook. Fair. I, I, there was some good choices, and again, this 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 time at least it wasn't my academy bias. Lewis yeah. Cook is genuinely one of the classiest central yeah, midfielders I've ever seen play for Leeds. My number eight in the click role is Lewis Cook. For <laughs> a second, I thought you were going to say click, but no, he just edged out click, and I mean just, but I when I was watching Lewis Cook, I just couldn't believe how good he was. He, he, he was the best we'd ever seen. Again, someone who was so good while we were so bad. Yeah, when you just imagine what he'd have been like under Bielsa in this squad. There was that. There was that brief period under Neil Redfern when he was when he was caretaker when we had that midfield of. I think it was, it was like Phillips, Cook, Moa at ten. She's like going, "This is brilliant. This is all I want." Yeah, um, as a, but what I would say, like, Click's on my bench, and if anyone picked Click over Cook, I think that's fair enough, because he did it for longer and more goals. More. Mm. So I think it's perfectly reasonable if people pick Click. Yeah. Um, so on to the attacking line now. Mm. Well, I've got, like, obviously I've got one up top. So you've, you'll have two wingers and a number 10, same as me now. Yeah. I know that under Bielsa it's not really a number ten, but it's close enough. Yeah. So let's go. Let's go right midfield first. Rob Snodgrass. Yeah. Left. It's Matt Gradle. Yep. <laughs> number ten. Pablo Hernandez. Yeah. <laughs> I had to. It was a tough decision between for me between Hernandez and Housen because especially Housen's. That for again that first season in the championship yeah. where you had those three and Becchio as an attacking yeah. line, it was an absolute unit. Yeah, uh, I'll be when I first did it, Housen didn't make my bench, and then I went. If football man just taught me anything, you don't need a goalkeeper on the bench, and I got rid of my <laughs> I got rid of my subkeeper and put Housen on the bench because <laughs> he did he does deserve to be in the squad. I mean, how many goals did he get that first season back in the championship? I think it was fourteen. Yeah, it was a decent amount. Yeah, like because that was the season with the hat trick away at Burnley. Wasn't? A perfect uh, hat trick no, yeah. at Scunthorpe. At Scunthorpe, I, met, I got it confused because he scored a late winner in the three-two. That at really Burnley. slow curling goal against yeah. Burnley. Where that, that was the one where I was in the uh, press that, box at St James's Park well, that and nearly got thing. thrown out. <laughs> that was the thing when that because that was the season still as well when we just kind of stumbled into the four-two-three-one and and because the year before we'd been playing four-four-two with 
generic Johnny and Michael Doyle at centre mid. And Doyle. Neither one of them really had a defined role, and then all of a sudden, Housen at 10 just seemed to click. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he, he was very close. Yeah. And then, finally, so Stryker. So, both, both got one up front. Yeah. Becchio. Becchio. Yeah. Uh, I think he is overall the best one. Had Beckford stayed and come into the championship and kept scoring goals, he'd have probably done it. Chris Wood was brilliant, but for, he was only actually brilliant for one season. It was fine, the other one, but well, was... Again, I will say in that, because if you remember that first season, that's when I first saw Chris Wood playing and thought he was a lazy, useless lump and then yeah. came to appreciate just how bad our midfield was that was giving him no service. Yeah, um, uh, and, like, I mean, well, what I'll say is, like, my bench is Janssen... Stuart Dallas, Matthias Click, Ross McCormack, Jermaine Beckford, and Jermaine Beckford, Chris Wood, and then Housen. Because originally I had Kiko on bench. Yeah. And then got rid of him for Housen. Like Ross McCormack, in terms of performance for Leeds, should, he should be, to be honest, he should probably be in the 11. But I just can't make it work. Yeah. Because he got, he did it for two years. Yeah, he had a few good years, mm. and and we were saying before we got him for six hundred thousand, six hundred grand, sold him for eleven million. But uh, the, uh, yeah, th- that was my bench. But I had to go with Becchio because he did it for longer. He had, he gave us more all around with his work rate and the wit, all of that stuff. And sentimentally, I think he's my favourite as well. Yeah. So he he gets the nod. Yeah, like you, like you say, kind of going through. I think it's one of the things that we've consistently managed to do is still have good strikers throughout the decade. You know, I, I've always been a big fan of Kemar Roof, um, and I wish he'd had more time playing up front. Yeah, uh, like you say, Chris Wood. I think he had that fantastic season uh, under Monk when we just missed out in the playoffs. Um, McCormack did it for a, a few good years, but yeah, it's, it's Becchio. Yeah, did you name a bench? Yes, so my subs bench is uh, Rob Green, Luke Ayling, Liam Cooper, Alex Mowat, uh, Matthias Click, Johnny Housen, and Ross McCormack. So no Beckford. No, I was I was trying to go by my the way I would knit, name a bench on Football Manager. Yeah, because <laughs> I do have a goalkeeper. Um, uh, now we'll move on now to the worst team of the decade, which is. Both fun and infuriating to do at the same time. Yeah, it was. This was a lot tougher, but I'm fairly sure we'll be starting the same. Yeah, it would be very odd if uh, neither one of us chose Paul Rahubka in goal. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did try with this to not pick people who played like one game. Like, and this isn't having a go. I saw one on Twitter who had Brian Montenegro up front, and I think he started one game and came off the bench once in the league. And yeah. played in the 23s and scored quite a lot of goals in the 23s. So I, cu- I couldn't put him in the worst. Mm. It was a terrible signing because we paid him a load of wages to do so. All. In the same way that Izzy Brown was a terrible signing because of the wages. But I wouldn't put him in his worst yeah. team. Well, for me, it was, it was a case of if you didn't play that often, you had to be horrendously bad. And Paul Lehubka, make no mistake, was fucking horrendously bad. <laughs> yeah, and again... I, the, the memory of watching an awful game against Coventry with Mark Young. Yeah, I said, who, people forget about that one because it was so overshadowed. 
and just yeah, winning one nil, really poor game. Um, and then a cross goes in, he comes to catch it and just drops it, edge of the six yard box, and he gets tapped in. Just an awful, awful mistake. And then and wasn't yeah. that the game before Blackpool? Yeah, that that was that was that was all building up to the meltdown that he would go through. Yeah, like that. At least give Alex Cairns his debut. That is. That is the worst performance I've ever seen in a lead shirt. I, I melt, it's, meltdown is the it word. It is the it's only... Just... I mean, I wasn't doing ratings or writing for through it altogether, which you should all visit, by the way. Uh, Seamless. I wasn't doing any of that then, but if I was, I think that would have been the only time I've ever, I've ever given someone a zero. Because I think we'd have conceded the same number of goals if it wasn't there. If you'd have just stuck a centre-back on the goal line. <laughs> Not even playing as a goalkeeper. I mean, just a centre-back on the goal line, because he's still, you know, and there's no keeper there, so the offside trap still works. Yeah. I, f- I honestly think we, w- we would have only conceded the same. <laughs> uh, let's go on to, on to our back... I'm saying back four. Yeah. I've gone back four. Oh, in this, I'm, more of, I'm a 4-4-2. Okay. Uh, back four... We'll do centre-backs first this time. Okay. Uh... It's a I, lot to choose from. I have one who on ability probably shouldn't be in there, but he is, and one who was awful. Darren O'Day and Giuseppe Belushi. Well, I'll match you with one of those. I have Belushi. Belushi who... is the one who, in terms of ability, probably shouldn't be in there. Because he <laughs> did... That's what made him so bad, was that he did actually have some, some ability... It was just such an ass. He just had such a bad attitude. Yeah, but he, he poisoned everything around him. That's why he gets in. And O'Day was just terrible. My my other choice at centre-back will come as no surprise to you yeah, as a you, man. you do hate him. I hated is Jason Pierce. Yeah. Just, I don't know how he managed to stick around for as long. I know he worked hard. I know he won some headers. But the man, it's like... He couldn't make a tackle. His marking was abysmal. He was just a, an absolute liability in defence. Yeah, he's the 2010s Matt Heath. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Ooh, those two together. Yeah. Uh, we'll do right back, and then we'll go to left back, because left back's form where there's about 10 to pick from. Yeah. So All who right. did you have right back? I have Lee Peltier. He was just edged out in my... <sighs> By Scott Wooden. That's oh, so close. <laughs> Lee Peltier, just a man who bereft of a forward pass in his locker, just got to the halfway, like, nope, turn back to Paddy Kenny every time. And then we moved him to centre back as well. Yeah. And I, I couldn't figure out what it was Lee Peltier the, brought to the a team. The thing that makes Peltier worse is that he was fucking captain. Yeah, made him captain. Couldn't see why. And that was. Because during that period as well, was that when Neil Warnock said, I'm going to look at a few people and try them out as captain first? Because like David Norris was captain on the opening of... Because that was when we had... We have like Accrington Stanley in the League Cup on the opening day. It was like a Saturday three o'clock no. game or something that they tried doing the League Cup the f- before the season started, I, I don't know. I mean, didn't we play Accrington in the Cup when Berardi got sent off on his debut? So that's later. I think we've done it. I could have been it, Lincoln. It could, honestly, I don't remember. You could be right. I have yeah. no memory of it. But I know. I, know I do. Was that si- I do think you might be right that the ones did the first round on a Saturday. 
as the, a season opener. Yeah, they a tried few years that. ago. I do think that did happen, but I don't remember it. I, if I remember rightly, that's it. And I think David Norris was captain. I know David Norris was captain for us on the opening day of that season anyway. Mm. And then, yeah, I couldn't tell you watching him, listening to his interviews, what it was that made Lee Peltier the leader of that team. I don't know if there was any leaders of that team, but it shouldn't have been Lee Peltier. Yeah, so that's that's a difference. Um, the left back, there are conceivably a minimum of four that I think are completely reasonable picks. But in the end, he, he just edged it, despite only being a loney. Cameron Balfour Jackson. Still fresh in the memory as well. Yeah, he just edged it out. I'll let you say yours before we get into the options because there's loads. Uh, mine was another loney first season back in the championship. Uh, and if you went by what uh, Ken Bates told us, we blew the Arsenal FA Cup money. Oh, on is it him? him? It's George McCartney. Who you see? He wasn't even on my shortlist. And I mean, he wasn't good, but he wasn't on my shortlist for the worst. I just seemed afraid to ever make a tackle. Um, and yeah, we seem to be paying him a shed load of money for some reason. Yeah. Um, and this is all sad because, especially because Ben Parker was out injured, and you're just like, come on, Ben, yeah. come on. Or AD White, just, just someone else. Yeah, I mean, there, there were several options. Uh, I Before I changed my mind, I had Lawrence DeBock. Oh, you really hated Lawrence DeBock. I really hated Lawrence DeBock. I was very early on that train. <laughs> it, was, it was about an hour. Uh, but he was, and like he was absolutely shocking. Um, I also had on my list Fede Bassoni. Oh, see, I I completely forgotten about Bassoni. I yeah, tuned him. Like out. He was horrendous. You were saying about Ben Parker being injured. I remember Bassoni being so bad on the pitch that I was sat up in the. Bremner's weight were you and Ben Parker being to his side and everyone shouting are you anywhere near fit and him getting up and like doing stretches <laughs> with his leg in the stand because he was having such a bad game uh, the one that he didn't end up on the list but is probably I honestly think he's fair when he played at left back Vernon Anita yeah like he was as bad as anybody he yeah. was so poor the only reason he he isn't getting on, and if it was value for money, he would get on because he was on a load of money. Uh, but he isn't a fullback. Yeah, and we never we never actually played him at centre mid. No. So yeah. So at the minute, I've got Rahubka in goal, Wotton, Belushi, O'Day, and Balfour Jackson. I've got Rahubka, Peltier, Belushi, Pierce, and McCartney. Yeah. So yeah, I went for a four-three-three with three central midfielders well you do your three centre mids and I'll do my two so I'll go yeah I'll go with my hold, so my holding midfielder mm. I'm playing him holding so he doesn't have to do too much running because Christ we all know IT couldn't move uh, Michael Brown yeah I reckon that if I could take out personal hatred I reckon he probably isn't in the worst couple no he is he was abysmal but I will say right now that he's in my team <laughs> My worst team ever. I hate Michael Brown. I hated him with a fucking passion. Useless. Couldn't, could not do a thing. What and do, he'd get? Oh, look at how he snapped into that tackle. Yeah, because he was miles out of position and he fouled him. 
he, he was just awful. At least with Scott Parker, he made the tackles. Yeah. <laughs> I hated Michael Brown. He had no... And he ruined Adam Clayton. <laughs> he, and he didn't... Yeah, he, he seemed to just slowly... Andy, Andy tried to ruin Ross Barkley as well. I always remember we had Ross Barkley and Neil Warnock chose Michael Brown instead of Ross Barkley. <laughs> uh, my other two central midfielders, uh, one of them a classic Chilino era signing of... Uh, Bianchi with his fantastic passing record you, of, you, you know full well that as much as I agree that he wasn't that good I don't think he's anywhere near the worst 11 again I couldn't tell you a thing he actually did for it I don't care how good his passing stats were man I, at match and win over Chef Wednesday he, he had no effect in any game for me that <laughs> I saw him in and alongside him is Matt Grimes who was genuinely awful for us yeah my two are two of those three I've got Grimes and Brown Grimes, again, there is also an argument Grimes maybe didn't play enough to objectively make it, but I fucking hated him. And I hate him more now that he's at Swansea and he appears to actually be some good. Yeah, Swansea fans love him, don't they? That makes it worse. Yeah. It's like Peltier. Peltier, he played in the Premier League after. Stephen Craney did as well. Yeah. Oh, God, Stephen Put him on the shortlist. Left back. Another one. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm four four two. So let's go. Let's go to your two wide men. Uh, one of these wide men did play wide enough for me. I think it's fair, but he is really a centre forward. But on the left wing, one that I almost forgot about, and he darted into my head, and I, I couldn't I couldn't get him out. Will Buckley. <sighs> Will Buckley was he was close to making my team uh, again. Someone who was just and and someone who. Fairly recently, it had a good run because he had that really good run with Brighton, mm. and then signed for Sunderland, and it all went downhill. Yeah, like I thought, it was one that when we got him in, I thought he'd be some good. Uh, he just edged, he edged out. Uh, Cameron Stewart was one of the ones on the list, and Ryan Hall. See, for Ryan Hall, I think he only ever played like three yeah. or four games. It, uh, it was tough, and again, wasn't remarkably bad. No. And on the right, I went for Noel Hunt. Ooh. Noel Hunt just got worse and worse and worse. <laughs> the more he tried. Like, he, but the thing is, by the end, he, he you couldn't even give him who trying his bollocks off anymore. It was just shit and old and slow. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Noel Hunt. He was, he was rubbish. He, like, was, he was one of our big three signings that yeah. season. It's him, Matt Smith, and Luke Murphy. And I met all three of them. And who would have thought, me being the optimist that I was, that Matt Smith was actually going to be the best one of those three? (laughs) Brian McDermott had been to that man's wedding to get him to sign. (laughs) I'm still up all night for Luke now. So my... Ooh. Have you just had a brainwave that you might change your mind? No, I was just trying to think if he'd make it into the team, and he does. But I, I said, yeah... For team of the decade, I was going from the 09-10 season to yeah. this season. So he just makes the cut at left midfield. Gary McSheffrey. Oh, I forgot about Gary McSheffrey. <sighs> See, I, I forgot about him as well. Oh, God, yeah, he now, was crap. I will, I'll be upfront and honest. Up until then, the man who was also on the wing, which would have been a bit harsh, but as someone who had absolutely zero end product... 
I did have Hattie Sacco there. Oh, that's that's really harsh. I, 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 was, dis- I disagree <laughs> with that. I was really struggling for wingers because, especially during the Chilino era, when he really tried to have us not play with wingers. Mm. So you ended up with either Antonucci or Ducara out there. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad I thought of McSheffrey. There was a run of games in the season where Sacco was on loan at the start where our record with him in the side was miles better than our record without him in the side. So I could never put him in the worst. Well, it, well, he's he's off the list now, so we got McSheffrey. And... Like, I, he wasn't good, but and I also like him. I just like him. He, tr- he was the good kind of it. He tried. <laughs> Imagine if Jack Harrison would have been that much of a character at the start of this season. He'd have been fine. Yeah. Uh, but my right... Yeah, most effective player now. <laughs> My and, and won me 20 quid on Tuesday night as well. Thank you, Jack. Uh, my right winger is a classic Brian McDermott Loney, much in the same vein of Will Buckley. Jimmy Nold. It is, it's Jimmy Keve. <laughs> Just nine games, that one goal against Huddersfield. Yeah. But apart from that, just old, slow, just. And the thing is, his whole that, game had at gone. that point, not that old. He's, well, he was he just, 31, He just played just, like he was. Ah, oh, slow as anything. He was another one that, when I heard we were signing him, I thought, oh, that's not bad, actually. Because I was thinking of him from two years ago. And he just, oh, God, he was terrible. So we get to up top now. Well, you've got two. I, I have two up front for this. Well, let's hear your two. Edgar Chani and Steve Morrison. That is a very immobile front. Well, actually, no, yeah. Steve Morrison would be drifting off to the right wing. Yeah, just so if I forget that in the midfield, he didn't play enough games, but Grandy and Goy was. See, I have no. Again, because, I, I, I've been lucky for that, being away that's, for that's, large that's chunks the, re- of this. the reason he didn't get in is because like, he just didn't play enough. For me to give him it, but it just popped into my head. But no, uh, Edgar Chani, and he didn't play enough either. But he was spectacularly bad. He made, well, one he he kind of became the de facto sub to make with about twenty five minutes left. Yeah, and then he was also one of the six that pulled out at Charlton. Yeah, it's just horrendous. And Steve Morrison, I just that also that also nearly got Marco Silvestri into this team. By the way, because I just still think he's a bit of a knobhead. Yeah. But the difference is he has ability. Some. Not with crossing. No. <laughs> I still, I maintain that out of all, the, if we were doing goalkeepers of the decade, if we were doing team of the decade, but all they had to do was play, was face penalties. If it was just a penalty shootout, I'd still, in terms of who would save the penalty, I'd have Sylvester over any of them. I don't like him as much, but <laughs> facing, if it was just you have to save a penalty, I honestly think Sylvester would be the best one. He was great against penalties. Well, you, you've already named my leading man here. It's Steve Morrison. Yeah. Just it's a, and again, the, the, there was plenty to choose from. Even even though we, like I said, we did have a number of good strikers, there was still plenty of options there. Yeah. Um, there's only on on my bench because I did name one. There is only one that's a striker. Uh well, be- well, because of the way you've done your team, so I've got Noah Hunt as my sub striker. Yeah, fair enough. I did have a second on there who is down as my right midfielder, hmm. Suleiman Dukara, because I just don't think he was good enough. Enough of an asset, or to be on there from what we've heard, not that good. 
But I think he did enough. I think he had enough good games. He'll always have that Nottingham Forest goal. And that game away at Wolves where he came off the bench and just basically played like Roberto Baggio for no... <laughs> And no one could believe it. As it, it. There's a lot to not like about him, but I think he had enough good games to not be in the worst. Yeah, I mean, outside of that, like I said, my other options for wingers kind of would have been, right, either Andros Townsend, who I really disliked, but actually played pretty well for us, or Ryan Hall, players like that, who just didn't really do anything. Yeah. Um, uh, as it, I think it says a lot that we've obviously got Morrison and Brown in, both of us. You know you're bad when you have an ironic song. <laughs> um, you didn't. So you didn't have a goalkeeper. I'm guessing you don't have a goalkeeper on the bench. I do for Ooh. this because I think he deserves it. Right, who's your sub goalkeeper? Felix Vidal. Oh, so I think I can go one better here because I'm going to give you an England international. Jack Butland was terrible for us. He was poor for us, but. I thinking back on the, that period of play, he had no chance. Don't don't get me wrong. I think we broke him. He was behind one of the worst defensive lines you'll Jason ever Pierce. see. Like so, I, I didn't blame him for it. Yeah, see, I managed to get an England international into my team. There's a thought. Uh, one, maybe two. I'd have to check. Uh, three. For possibly there might be five internationals if I include my bench. <laughs> Let's uh, go through your bench in full then. Uh, I'm just uh, checking one thing because I'm pretty sure this guy got one cap. Uh, no, well, Jack's checking this, checking that then. Oh, I'm wrong. He got eight. Wow. <laughs> right, my bench: Felix Viedvald. Yep. Lee Peltier. Lawrence de Bock. Someone who I think is an Australian international. Ooh. Uh, and he gets in purely and you will know why when I say his name because he pers- oh yeah there's a yeah there's a golfer isn't there um, uh. Shane Lowry <laughs> Shane Lowry oh dear the man who tried to ruin our promotion yeah Shane Lowry because of course he I mean he was shite and he missed that penalty at Carlisle when I got stuck overnight there <laughs> It's got personal beef as well now. Um, uh, he did not get a cap. He got called up for the squad, but he hasn't. Act- He's got Republic of Ireland under twenty-one caps, and then he was gonna go. He declared for Australia, and then they never gave him a cap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, Shane Lowry, Vernon Anita. He was awful, and he was re- on loads of money. If O'Kane wouldn't have had a decent first season before he fell to pieces, he could have been in there. <laughs> but the start where he was all right saved him. Yeah. Uh, one who at first, when I first saw him, I thought he'd be okay. Casper Slaw. He nearly made my team. He's the one that's got eight caps. Yeah, it, it was because he was was he like captain of the Danish under twenty ones as well. At, yeah, somewhat just, like. be, just before he joined us and. He was at, like, because I, I remember us going to games, watching him, thinking, "He'll get there. It's fine. He's just catching up." And then he just, it just didn't, it just and never just got did. worse. And now he's playing like real, like it was so bad that he ended up in the SPL. <laughs> and uh, my striker, because I cannot believe. Well, I can believe he signed him because he's one of his boys, Danny Weber. 
Yeah, again, another difficult one to to justify. Uh, so I went, obviously I've just said Jack Butland on the bench. Uh, Scott Wooten and Neil Collins. Ooh, Neil Lilla. Yeah. Mm. But not good in League One, bad in the Championship. <laughs> Uh, two central midfielders of uh, Michael Tong and Lewis Baker. You know what Baker? His actual level of performance when he played—that's not—that's not the worst shout. I think I've just realised I might be a sub short. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I can <laughs> count to seven. All right. It just takes you a few attempts. Yeah, uh, Suleiman Dukara and Jimmy Kebe. Not Jimmy Kebe, sorry. Noel Hunt. Sorry, Jimmy Kebe. You made the starting lineup. And the bench. <laughs> <laughs> now get off. Uh, just going back to the team the team of the year then. Mm. We'll, go, we'll go back to the positives. Well, I don't know how. Was there any honourable mentions for you? So anyone that we didn't mention? Because there's a couple of players I kind of looked at that I, that I wanted to try and get in that, just, that kind of just missed out. Um, honourable mentions? I'd have to... I'd have to think about it. Kyle Bartley. That was that was very much who I was directing that yeah, towards. Was Ka- Kyle, Kyle Bartley. Bartley is unlucky. The Kyle Bartley, I'm guessing, was both of our fourth choice. Yeah, it's defender. just I think he's four for four. Yeah, but he was still really good. It's just that I wouldn't ever name two centre backs on a bench. Yeah, it's insane. I would have loved. I would have loved to have been able to get Tom Lee's on the bench, but Tom mm. Lee's does not break that four. Yeah, uh, if it was purely sentimental, and you actually did have him in the squad if it was purely sentimental I would have liked to have him because I liked him mm. but he just isn't as good as they are yeah if it was pure if it was purely on ability and you could if you if you could be selective about it Saez yeah like he was he was good enough he just his good. attitude wasn't yeah, good that, enough yeah that drop off to the end at yeah. the end of and his first season after the spitting thing if you're thinking about him at his best he's definitely good absolute world beater yeah um and then we kind of reeled off every good striker that we had as well during that period um and obviously you know the the senior lads that play in the 23s for this squad central midfield Clayton Luke Murphy yeah (laughs) (laughs) just because I like him (laughs) Jack's boy team. Yeah, my that, should, that should be something we try and do at some point. Put an absolute yeah, boy team, team together. Your boys. <laughs> Jason Crowe's finally starting. Andy Hughes is in everyone's team. <laughs> <laughs> but where? Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Connie's a bit better. Connie's a bit best one for that. Pierce Brown. <laughs> <laughs> team get stuck in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was good. I think we've also mentioned some. We discussed we might do try and do a team of uh, just low knees mm, at some point. Yeah, yeah. Whether that would be a good team or a bad team is is yet to be discussed. Yeah, because again, there's enough low knees to do both. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's as as what as are we said, on now about 110. Yeah, we're, we're quite we're quite deep into this now. Pennington was 100, wasn't he? Yeah, Matthew so. Pennington was 100. And bless him, he only really made eight appearances for us before we fully broke him. No, but he's he's another one that... Is could, he still at Ipswich? Yeah, he he could have snuck into that worst. Pennington? Yeah, he was awful. 
Yeah, I suppose it, like <laughs> he was re- he was an absolute hero because he he came on he came on in that ge- or did he start the game against Bolton on the opening day? And he was an absolute hero. He started it, played well, and got injured immediately. Yeah, and then every other game after that, it was shite. Yeah, it was his marking and Sheffield United in that game. We were because he got replaced. Abysmal. He got replaced by Connor Shockness, and he gave away that penalty immediately. And he completely lost Billy Sharp for the goal. Yeah, we've got a good memory for players' Shit. failings. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, people remember all the things you've done wrong. Yeah. Uh, so Saturday. Yes, my yep. first game this season. Yeah, it'll be nice for you, Buller. Who are shit? <laughs> no, mate. Although they did, they did win on. Was it Tuesday or Wednesday night when they played Barnsley? I think it was Wednesday. So we've got an advantage. I mean, I I know it's a couple of weeks old now, but watching Johnny Woodgate say the the league table lies is is quite funny. Yeah, they um they don't like. Have you seen how they've been lining up? No, that's they. They had a couple of results that season, and they switched to three five two. And until that Barnsley game, they hadn't won a game since. But obviously, we ain't got it written down. But I've got the team up for that Barnsley game. They've been playing three five two. They had Ainsley Pears, Ainsley Pears. It is spelt Pears, so <laughs> Ainsley Pears in goal. Who I don't even know who that is. So, but they've still got um, Dan Randolph, haven't they? So if he's fit, he'll play. It must not be. But a back three of Dale Fry, who's relatively highly rated, although from what I see on Twitter, not by Middlesbrough fans. <laughs> Daniel Ayala, massive shithouse, okay defender. And at right centre-back for the last two games, Johnny Housen. Wow. He's just getting deeper and deeper. Yeah, so it seems odd. Uh, wing-backs... No wonder they're so far down the league. <laughs> wing-backs... Coulson on the left I don't even know who that is uh, that Dyke Steele the right wing back he's that they got from Charlton he's alright well he was alright when I saw him at Charlton but that was League One mm. so I don't know how he'll be now uh, Lewis Wing will play as like a 10 he isn't of a hang on they, they had a midfield three of Mc, Paddy McNair fair enough Lewis Wing and uh, that, like which way round of a Marcus Tavernier Who's really a winger, but back looks fit and plays out of mid. Because James Tavernier is the one at Rangers. Yeah. I always mix them up. Uh, and up front, up front, to be honest, they should have goals. They clearly don't so far. But Ashley Fletcher and Britt Sambalonga. No, I really don't rate Ashley Fletcher. No, but that's a £22 million strike force. And I'd say Ashley Fletcher was a big waste of money. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I can't, I can't. Ashley Fletcher is one of those who just... I've never seen the appeal. He just never seems to do it. Uh, yeah, he must be injured because they didn't have him on the bench either. Uh, they had a lot of youngsters on bench. Uh, Nathan Wood, I think, is the young centre-back who's relatively highly rated. Uh, Adam Clayton, Matt Bowler, and then kids who I don't know who they are. And I don't really know who Matt Bowler is, I've just heard the name. I'm sure we've done this before, but Ashley Fletcher has the same birthday as me. Oh, does he? Well, 1995, but uh, I think he's also from Keithley. Yeah. They still have George Friend. Don't know if he's going to do anything. They still have Rudy Gestead. Big shithouse. He hasn't is. started a game. He's only had like four sub-appearances. So. That squad really doesn't look to be up to much. No. Um, 
Uh, if they if they stick with that formation, which I think they will, because he stuck for he stuck by it while they were losing all the time, so I can't see him changing it now. They've won one. Yeah. So we will probably be free at the back. Again, I'm not happy about that, it. That win get took them up to twentieth, by the way, seventeen points. Um. Again, you got a back, is in it? Yeah. So we will probably be considering goal. Back three of Ailing, White, and Cooper. Yeah. Sort of. It's a, we're a bit off because it'll be like three, and then the next three. Yeah, it's kind of. You'll have Phillips in middle. Dallas and. Dallas, sort of nominally right wing back, but not really. Yeah. Harrison, sort of left wing back, but not really. Yeah. But because Harrison's just been doing the entire left side by himself, yeah, <laughs> and doing it pretty well to be honest. That's very uh, the ten will be Hernandez because Roberts is out. And, we're think- and then we're thinking Costa and well, you'll have Click in middle. You'll sort of have Harrison playing all the way from left wing to left wing. I miss four four two the- is what this yeah. discussion Let- is turning he'll, he'll into. Sort of, he'll sort of play. It'll be nominally like when you write it down. It'll be Costa right, Hernandez middle, Harrison left, and then Bamford up front. There's something about three three one three where in my head it just doesn't seem like it's because the sort of nominally wing back ones move inside into midfield and the wingers are down. It's... Luke Ayling's going to be halfway up the field anyway. It's easier to do with diagrams. Just go on old stats, aren't we? <laughs> they're they're better at this than we are. So we're saying one change, we're, we're going to bring Costa in for the injured Roberts. Yeah, I would have thought so. There you go. I'm glad we dealt with that, yeah. man. I, I can't see. I'd be very surprised if there's anything else. It was really odd in the build-up to that goal to see Alioski and... Uh, sorry, the goal against Reading. To see Alioski and Costa so close to each yeah, other. Yeah, both going down. And Jack Harrison on the other wing. Yeah. Yeah, we had... It was... Because by that point... We just basically were playing with four wingers. It was it was ridiculous. Uh, but obviously, I, it's us, and they will. Even though he's his job brief will get is try and get him playing a bit. I think that they'll be behind the ball and deep. So I can't see he's getting loads. But I'll go two mm. 0 I'm going to say one nil win for us. One nil. Oh, uh, by the way, I did finally remember to go back through all the results oh, of his predictions. Go. Here we go. Uh, I'll find it here. You had a fairly comfortable lead before. That we, seems to have disappeared. But that was after nine games. We have now had 20. <laughs> so Been away for so long. I have got seven correct results and two correct scores. 24. You've got eight results and two scores. 26. Yes. So you're still just ahead, but I've tightened up the gap. And it all means nothing. Yeah. But we'll we'll do another one next week. Because then we can do the game of the weekend and hull on Tuesday night. And then we're at the halfway point. Yeah. Wow. But I think that'll do us for episode 59 of the Mighty Rights podcast. Uh, the stuff we write goes up on Through It All Together, which is at THRU, it's all LUFC on Twitter. Uh, you can get in touch with us there is the best way. There is also an email address that, come to think of it, I haven't checked for about three days, so I'd better check that. Uh, we're on Twitter at Mighty Rights Pod. Uh, is there what else that I normally have to plug? No, I think, I think we're good. No, uh, if you need a recording, if any of you are mu- music people, um, Medicine Room Studios, it's really good. 
at medicineroomstudios.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that'll do us. So that'll do for me, Jack. See you. I'm Casey. Have a good one. All right, in a bit. Mm-hmm.